This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. The very first time anybody asked me to speak in public, I was a year out of college and working at a tiny newspaper. And I had just written this complicated story about taxes. And New England Cable News, the regional cable news network of New England, if you can believe it, asked me to come onto their news program and talk about this. And so I did. And it went terribly. Here's a little clip. Scheduled to get about $15 million this year in the Swift, uh, Swift in, during the Swift cuts, they cut it down to 10. So that's, that's really where they're standing right now. They're trying to um, move that back up and, and get it to what they're owed, which is right now $30 million. Okay, so you can hear that I am awful. I have absolutely no command of my voice. I have no confidence in what I'm saying. I am also a sweaty mess. Uh, my eyes are darting everywhere. Like, I just cannot look at the camera. And I remember thinking the entire time, I don't know how to find the words that are supposed to come out of my mouth. And I think that this is something that everybody feels. When you are put in front of a group, it doesn't matter if it's five people or 500 people or 5,000 people or 5 million people if you're on television. If you are not comfortable with this, and most people are not, then it is like you just cannot find a line between your thoughts and your mouth. It is terrifying. And yet, you should be better at this. You should focus on this. This is a skill you should develop. Why? Because it is a good career skill. If you are good at public speaking, then you can build authority. You can seem more trustworthy. You can address your team. You can address your company. You can address your industry at industry events. You can seem more authoritative. You can seem more trustworthy. You can be visible. This is a career tool. So how do you get better at it? Well, let me share with you some of the things that I figured out along the way so that I went from this here in the Swift, uh, Swift in, during the Swift cuts to this, a guy who hopefully sounds a lot better than that. And just for what it's worth, I make a whole bunch of money speaking now because I get hired to speak at companies. I make podcasts that makes me money. And also, I just address my company or my team and I feel comfortable doing so. And that helps me be a better leader. So here is what I learned from me and that I hope can help you. All right, I'm going to share four things that you can do, and I'll just list them out at the beginning, and then I will run through them. Number one, I'm going to talk about how to create a character for yourself. Number two, I'm going to talk about how to actually get information in your head without memorizing it. Please don't memorize things. Then number three, we're going to talk about how to sound cleaner, get rid of those filler words. And then four, I'm going to talk about what you actually say, how to build up a menu of things that you can talk about, no matter the circumstance. All right, so let's go back to it. Number one, create a character version of yourself. Create a character for yourself, a character that you play. Now, that sounds a little crazy. I'll explain it in a moment, but let's talk about why we want to do this. Here's why. Because why are people uncomfortable speaking in public? It's often because they feel incredibly vulnerable and exposed. You're standing in front of these people. You feel like their eyes are just like 
blazing through your body. They see that you do not know what you're doing. You have put yourself out there and you don't like it. And so what can we do? Well, here's what we can do. We can not put ourselves out there. You don't have to put yourself out there. All you have to do is play a character and put the character out there. It's different. It's separation. It's more comfortable. And it can be more intentional. So who is this character? All right, imagine this. You are a full and complex person. You have a lot of thoughts. Some of them are relevant to an audience. Some of them are not. You have experiences. Some of them are relevant to an audience and some of them are not. What we're going to do is we're going to identify 5% of you. Just think about it. What is the 5% of you that is most knowledgeable and most confident? This is the person that your audience needs to see. That's all they need to see. It's just that 5% of you. So that's who you are going to play. Now start to think, how does that character move? How does that character talk? This character is you. I right now am playing a character. His name is Jason Pfeiffer. He looks exactly like me, but he doesn't exactly talk like me. Like this voice that you're hearing right now, if we had dinner, I wouldn't talk like this to you at dinner. That would be incredibly obnoxious. But this is what I found works when I'm on stage or on camera or on microphone. It's like people say the camera adds 10 pounds. The camera subtracts 10 energy points. So if you add some more intentionality and energy to your voice, you don't have to do it just like I'm doing it, but just some kind of control over what you're doing. Well, then even though it might sound unnatural out of your mouth, it will sound natural to an audience who is expecting intention and energy and focus and direction. I've thought through how that character thinks. Right now, the character that you are hearing is incredibly helpful. Right? I am here to serve you. And so everything that's going through my head as I'm talking right now is all about how do I serve the audience? I am here for the audience. I'm not going to go spin off and start telling you about my kids. Who cares about them? You don't care about that. You care about how to be a better public speaker. That's why you're listening. That's what the character is here to deliver. So Again, step back, think about yourself as a character that you're going to put out into the world. That is who you will play. That is the separation between you, the uncomfortable, full human being who does not want to stand on stage, and the 5% of you that is built to stand on stage. It's a disassociation. And once you do it, you get a lot more comfortable. All right, now that we've built a character, let's talk about how that character actually talks. Here is what you do not ever, ever want to do. Please never, ever do this. Never memorize. Never read something, try to absorb every single word of it, and then recite it, unless you are an actor on Broadway, at which point go ahead and memorize. But otherwise, let me tell you what's going to happen. I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. It is a nightmare. I have watched speakers get up on stage to address an audience and they start talking and things are going pretty well. And then about two minutes in, they stumble on a word and then they just freeze. Do you hear the uncomfortable silence? After like one second of silence, things feel awful. And I've watched this go on for minutes, for minutes, as a person just stands there and they're like looking up and I know what they're doing. What they're doing is that they had memorized their entire talk word for word and then they got lost as they were speaking. They got lost in the script that they had memorized. 
and they are trying to find their place because they only know what comes next if they can read every single word in their head. They are lost and they will never really find their way. This is why you never memorize, because when you memorize, you don't really know your material. You are just anchored to your material. And also, even if you happen to memorize it so well that you can actually recite the whole thing, well, what you're going to end up doing is sounding like you're reciting something. You're going to sound like you're reading something in your head rather than what you should be doing, which is just talking directly to an audience and connecting with them, being conversational with them. That's how people relate to you. Not because you're reading something, because you're talking to them. So we never, ever want to memorize. So instead, what do you do? Well, here's what you do. You internalize. You must internalize the information so that you just feel like you know it. This is how we get ourselves off the page. Next, let's talk about how to actually sound cleaner when you're talking. You know what people say all the time? They say, uh, or they say, um, or they say, you know, they're filler words. They're natural. I use them. I use them all the time. Believe me. But you don't hear them on this recording. Why? Well, number one, because I have a wonderful editor who's probably taken out the times in which I have accidentally used them. But two, because I've spent years training myself to get rid of them with a technique that, frankly, isn't very complicated. You can do it, too. Here it is. It's a two-step process. Number one, record yourself. Pull out your voice memo app on your phone. Hit record. Record yourself talking to somebody. Record yourself in conversation with somebody. And now listen back. It will be excruciating. It will be the worst thing that you do all day. I guarantee it. But it will also be instructive because what you will find is all the little verbal tick patterns that you have. Maybe you're an um person. Maybe you're a you know person. Whatever it is, now you know and you can start to target them. And you're going to target them like this. Every time you feel one of those words coming out of your mouth, pause. Pause just for a split second. Enough time for your brain to say, what did I just say and what do I need to say next to connect? Those pauses are fine. They're intentional. They're a wonderful way for you to just catch up with yourself. And you know, funny enough, they also work really well in speaking because you want to have a kind of pattern, a flow to the way that you talk. You want to get really energetic and then you want to kind of bring it down. And also you want to sometimes pause contemplatively so that people have a moment to pause themselves as they listen to you. And so don't be afraid of those pauses. Don't be afraid of catching up. What you will find is that over time, you will just train yourself to do that whenever those filler words are coming. Now, finally, Let's talk about how to develop material that you will actually speak. Like if I get on stage for 30 minutes or if I just record a podcast or frankly, if my company asks me to address the team, what am I saying? <laughs> well, here's something that I came to realize a while ago about people who are really good at speaking. They are repetitive. <laughs> they're they're going to say the same things over and over again. 
to different audiences. And it doesn't matter because the audiences are always going to be different. The first time I noticed this was when I was listening to my father-in-law. So my wife's dad worked in the State Department and the government for 25 years and now gives a lot of talks on foreign relations. And I have seen him speak many times. And before I got into public speaking, I, I saw him and I realized that he was telling a lot of the same stories. He was making some of the same points. And if he was on stage, he might make that point in five minutes. If he was on television, he might make that point in 30 seconds. But it was the same point. And in thinking about this and then realizing that other people do this too, I came to a theory, a theory that I call the theory of interlocking parts. And the theory of interlocking parts goes like this. To be a good public speaker, what you really need in your head is a menu of short interlocking parts, short stories and insights and points that you can draw from whenever the moment requires, that you can stitch together in any number of ways, depending upon what it is that you're saying. Over time, I have developed this large menu of interlocking parts. I mean, frankly, the theory of interlocking parts is by itself an interlocking part, which is to say that it is a insight. I've given it a name, which means that it's catchy and more memorable. And it comes with a little story. The story is the story of me listening to my father-in-law speaking and learning about the theory of interlocking parts. And then it comes with some instruction, which is what's going to come next, which is me helping you develop your interlocking part. I can go on and on about this. Uh, I could talk about this for 10 minutes. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Or I could make it really short. And if somebody's interviewing me, I could just kind of throw it out as a 30-second idea and move along. They're, they're flexible. They're stretchable. And the more that we have these in our heads, the more versatile we become as speakers, because now this is material that we've just refined. Again, remember, going back, never memorized it, just had some bullet points, kind of worked it out, figured out how it most naturally comes out of my mouth. And now here it is. I can deliver it. So where do you find your interlocking parts? Where do you find the things, your go-to material that you can use whenever you are called upon? Well, here's the answer. You find it from real life. Think about it. You have stories that you repeat. You have stories that you know people like because you've told them to one crowd and people liked it and then you told it to another crowd. Also, sometimes something new pops out of your mouth. Maybe it's a new thought or maybe you just learned something. You had a conversation with somebody and you tell it to somebody and they say, oh, that's really interesting and they want to know more. You should flag these for yourself. When I first realized this, I literally started writing them down in the notes app in my iPhone. I, I called it interlocking parts. And start jotting down. These are the interesting points that I have. These are the interesting insights that I have. Start to match them to stories that you can tell. So I have the interesting insight that connects to this really interesting story. And then as you tell these over and over again, in real life, two regular people start to think, what works really well about this? Can I refine it? Oh, that beat made a lot of sense. That joke worked really well. That joke didn't work so well. Maybe I won't do it again. You start to basically practice public speaking in real life amongst the people that you know. You're never saying. You're not like, I'm now going to practice my talk in front. No, 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 no. It's just conversation, but you're identifying like as test subjects what the people that you're talking to respond to. And then you're going to take the best of that information and you're going to repeat it at times in which you are called upon to do so. When 
I am in a group and somebody asks me to share some thoughts, the first thing that I do is I rifle through my head. What's the interlocking part that fits this moment? When somebody is interviewing me and they're asking a question, I am going through my head. What's the interlocking part that answers this question? Once you build this menu, you have an infinitely expanding range of material that you can go to that you feel confident with because you have tested it in real life. So let's review. You are now a character. It's not just you out there feeling vulnerable and exposed. No, it is the best, most focused 5% of you that is going out into the world and talking like you know what you're talking about because that character does know what it's talking about. Number two, that character is never going to memorize anything because that character never wants to be anchored to a specific word order. No, that character is going to internalize information. You're going to practice. You're going to find out how words most naturally come out of your mouth, and then that is how you are going to deliver it. Number three, you're going to remove those filler words, and you're going to start by recording yourself, and it's going to be awful, awful, but it's going to sound a lot better after a while. And then number four, you're going to use real life as the practice ground for your interlocking parts so that you always have new material and you're always working on more. I guarantee if you do these things, you will become a far more confident speaker. You will become more authoritative in front of crowds. And maybe, maybe you might even make some money off of it too. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon.